0: Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we have some heavy, heavy reading, both in quantity and subject matter, but we also have, at the end of the week, we have some, a nice bright spot in the book of Ruth. So join us as we go through the book of Judges and then the book of Ruth. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill.
1: I'm Marie Burns. I'm Becky Clark.
0: So let's go deeper. Okay, so this week we do have a rather heavy load, both in quantity and in subject matter, uh, because we're dealing with Judges, which is one of the least fun, least happy books that you can probably read in all of the Old Testament, save for maybe Lamentations yeah, Joe. Job. is a
2: really depressing too. downer too yes. well, and it's, downer. as yeah. sad as this round through Judges is as hard as it is to read it leaves out some of the worst of Judges it uh-huh. does which is
1: really saying <laughs> I often well, tell people lie. you
2: think the world we're living in is bad right now go read Judges yeah. uh-huh. although I'm afraid we might be catching up uh-huh. um, we're,
1: we're getting there you know.
2: this is one of those weeks where <clears> yeah, you. it's a good idea to look ahead to the week that you're going to be looking through because mm-hmm. the week of you do Psalms and Proverbs is similar as far as quantity goes. I I would recommend looking ahead and saying mm, I might split this day up over two days because yeah. you're it's inevitable you're going to come to a day that's really light uh-huh. and so it'll balance out. Right, there's
1: two extra days that we get since we do five days of reading—that's true. I mean, you've got those two extra days to mm-hmm. like catch up a little bit yeah. because some of the readings for this week are. um It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of reading mm-hmm. and it's. It's heavy reading yeah. because of the content. And mm-hmm. so um, just we want you to plow through it, you yeah. know, and, and read it. Don't do, get discouraged or frustrated mm-hmm. or be like, that's a lot and I just can't do it. Just yeah. take Don't it in give the chunks up. you got. That's yeah. right. Take it in the chunks you got and know that you have two extra days and maybe mm-hmm. read a little in the morning and read a little at night. So yeah. whatever.
0: And, and for those of you who maybe have a hard time keeping up, it's... It's okay.
2: Be gentle with yourself. If you've made any progress at all, be proud of that. That's
0: right.
2: It's it's about finding the routine that works for you. What works for me doesn't work for Becky. That's right. Kyle does something different, too. Mm -hmm. I listen. I use the Bible app, and I listen Mm -hmm. in the mornings while I'm getting ready for work. Becky can't do that, so she reads at a different time. Mm -hmm. And so, it's just...
0: Yeah, find your rhythm. Yeah. And, and go from there. Don't give know. up. Yeah, don't yeah. give up. Don't let one or two, or in my case, sometimes forty missed days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was in the last one when we were doing it just as a staff. You will be. You are doing it better right. this yes. time. Yes, I am so doing a lot better this
0: we're,
1: time. We're checking that box off in a good way. You're right. Calling it achievement and mm-hmm. moving along and everything. And, and the other thing I would say about these readings is. Um, they're still really good yeah. readings, yeah. and there's a there's a lot of really good things to discover in these Judges passage and in the Ruth mm-hmm. um, reading mm-hmm. of Ruth for this week. And so, don't hear us and saying like, "Oh, this is just a lot of reading, and it's really dark." It's we want you to still take the time through it. So, we, we're just They're putting like a, a good yeah. disclaimer, disclaimer on yeah, the front yeah. end about... we got some um, great yeah. stories
0: this well, week. Well, and, yeah. and I think one of the things that you can look for, and when I find these parts of Scripture that are really, really challenging, mm-hmm. they challenge my... Uh, I don't know, challenge my, my feeling self, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hmm. that what I really want to look for sometimes is where am I going to see the character of God? Mm-hmm. How do I see the character of God fleshed out in these moments mm-hmm. that from my modern worldview seem very harsh, very difficult? How does the character of God really start to manifest itself to the Israelites mm-hmm. and to these people mm-hmm. in, yeah. in these books here? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's my tip. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so with that all all that with all that said, let's jump into looking at um, the readings for this week. Mm-hmm. And very specifically as we were trying to decide kind of where we were going to head for this week. Um, I you know think we're necessarily gonna focus on one particular story within no. uh judges. There's kind of an overarching thing that I feel like we feel like is is the thing that mm-hmm. we need to focus on. And so on the front end of judges, and Marie kind of alluded to it last week in uh our podcast as we were talking about Joshua, <laughs> is that Judges opens with, I think, one little other kind of war in chapter one, which we don't necessarily read yeah. in our reading, uh, just kind of a setting a little bit more of the the land. And then when we get into chapter two, uh, Joshua has now passed away. Yeah. And it tells us in our reading… Moreover, this is in chapter 2, verse 10. Moreover, that whole generation was gathered to their ancestors, the generation that Joshua was with that took the promised land and kind of lived in it. And another generation grew up after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And then in verse 11, then the Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and worshiped the Baals. And when we continue our reading, you will find that same verse Mm -hmm. over and over and over again in the book of Judges. I think even the the book ends with that phrase. The very last um, chapter of Judges ends with that phrase again. Mm -hmm. The people of of God just did evil Mm -hmm. and had no interest in God at all.
0: Yeah. So so just explain real briefly, uh, one of the two of y'all, if you can, the bales. So is bail a specific word or is it more of a generic word?
1: It is, it is both. Okay. So, uh, Baal was a very specific god. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the god of thunder mm-hmm. and rain. And so, a lot of people would say he's also the god of fertility because he fertilized the land. Gotcha. He had the things that you needed to fertilize the land. Mm-hmm. He was one of, uh, in that area, considered to be one of the higher gods, I guess. Okay. Most important gods. Um, then there's... Um, Asherah, who is considered much more to be the actual fertility okay. god, both of them are brought out and spoken about a lot. As a lot as together. very yes, together because a lot of people said they were married. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but they, <laughs> you will see their names a lot within the Old Testament. Okay. Baal is also considered to be just a very general term in some ways of just. It's just its like throwing the word out of God's little g, mm-hmm. Baal. Gotcha. Little. The Baals. Yeah. The Baals. You'll hear a lot of that. The Baals the and all S that kind of, that. of stuff. Okay. So it's really context. So uh-huh. when we were talking last week about uh, making the golden calf, the Baal golden calf, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was one of the symbols, the mm-hmm. idol symbols for the God mm-hmm. Baal. Okay. Um, <clears throat> another symbol is a, a, I think it's a man holding a, um, A a lightning bolt kind of thing. I think Mm -hmm. we've we've seen those before. So, it's just context. It's context here. So, when we read Judges, you can read it both ways. You can read it as the people of God are worshipping the Baals. Mm -hmm. You can also read it as they are worshipping Baal, which is probably they're doing both.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is that clarifying? Yeah. 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 And that was...
1: I want to point
2: out that, because we skipped chapter one of Judges, <laughs> that Judges picks up right where Joshua leaves off. So, the mm-hmm. people, uh, God gives them the land, then they uh, delineate, they draw their boundary lines, everybody takes their space, but I, I want people to know the Israelites never fully take the land. Mm-hmm. They, um, You actually get some stories early on of them kind of wimping out when they should have been like, one of my favorite characters in Joshua and all of the Bible, Caleb, and who's 85 years old and mm-hmm. says, I got this. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. with me if you want to kind of guys. And he goes and takes his land. Yeah. But they there were still Canaanites in the land. They're still fighting to take their space. And Joshua passes on. And so, we J- Judges picks up right where Joshua leaves off. Right. And you just pretty much get one generation removed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then we come to where you read just a minute ago in uh, chapter two, verse ten. You got that one generation, and then, and so, I was doing a Bible study on Gideon by Priscilla Shire once upon a time, and she mm-hmm. posits this question in her in the very first episode, and I, what happened? How do you have an entire generation who doesn't know? And whose responsibility was it to tell them? And not only that, but is it that they weren't told? Is it that they didn't care? Is it a little bit of both?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's kind of the setup for the whole rest of judges. Is you've got mm-hmm. this this cycle that goes on, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I know lots of people smarter than me have actually created a,
0: a oh, an, yeah. an image of <laughs> it's kind of a clock. It's basically mm-hmm. a circle of. Uh-huh. Yeah however many years and mm-hmm. you know, they obey they're like oh we're sorry you know captivity then they repent then they, the judge and the, you know. the
1: guess is that the time of the judges lasts about 250 years uh-huh. give or take and when you read the stories for this week you find the the people it's it always starts with the people who are doing evil and then they're under captivity of this group of people and they cry out to god Mm -hmm. for i think one of them is for like 40 years one of them's for seven years they're Mm -hmm. living under the captivity of these people who live in the promised land Mm -hmm. who are not supposed to have been in the promised land who are oppressing them but at the same time they're doing everything that these other people are doing they don't look any different Mm -hmm. from them yeah you know um, so, yes, it's a cycle. So, okay, so then there's, so let's go back to your question that uh, Priscilla Shire then yeah. posed. How I, does this generation not know the Lord? I mean, I guess it,
2: it boils down to either they weren't told <clears throat> or they were told and didn't care. Mm-hmm. And you think about how information was... Um, Handed down. Hey, yeah, handed down back then. That's a good. Uh, we didn't have a lot of reading and writing back then. You had some of that, but most everything is passed down through speaking it, uh-huh. through telling the stories over and over again. It's why you get a lot of po- poetry from out of there. It's because poetry is easier to remember. And yeah. there, it's it's a spoken language. Oral tradition. Oral tradition. Yeah. Thank you. There's the word. It's oral tradition. <clears throat> and. The only way for the next generation to know is to be told. And so if they weren't told, they can't know. But if they were also kind of raised up far enough removed that maybe they hadn't really seen the mighty acts of God, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't care, and this got this kind of takes us back to something you and I talked about the other day and um what generation actually went into the promised land? Mm-hmm. We know the first generation that came out died in the in the wilderness during mm-hmm. the forty years, but there is some suggestion in Exodus that actually the generation behind them maybe only a few made it in. So by the time you get to that third generation removed, they didn't see the parting of the Red Sea, mm-hmm. they didn't experience manna in the same way, mm-hmm. uh, quail, and do we just have a generation that's in a sense, l- well, I don't know. Lazy's the word, but maybe. Ap- yeah, maybe a little more apathetic. So maybe they were being told, but they just weren't listening. Uh huh. It's hard to know.
0: Well, and and I also, when I read things like this, I I remember, and y'all have to excuse me for not knowing where it is. You, I mean, use your Bible app and find it. But <laughs> there's that whole notion of, the sins of your forefathers being, you know, handed down mm. to. The Your third distance. generation is what the scripture
1: says. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and so I don't necessarily think this is where I come. That it's not that God chooses to intentionally curse my generation because of what my previous generations did or didn't do. Maybe it's because the previous generations didn't teach, mm-hmm. and so now I've forgotten. Right. I'm still responsible because Mm -hmm. God is God, and God is holy, uh, and God has revealed everything even through creation. If you Mm -hmm. go to uh, Romans 1, uh, stepping way forward, uh, but it it is still my responsibility. I I can't blame the fact that I don't know on people not telling me.
2: Right. Well, we have... We have our, a Bible now and yeah. we have lots of different ways to get to this, whereas this generation wouldn't have necessarily had all mm-hmm. of that. But they had to have known they had to have been raised knowing that this was the land that was given them. I mean think about all of the think about the altars. Think mm-hmm. about the um the monuments built. Um if you've never read all of Joshua, there when they cross the Jordan River, two monuments get built.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, but we had a whole episode about rocks and remembrances. Yeah, that's right.
2: And and the idea is so that their children would look at the monument and say Mm -hmm. what is this about and that gives you your your starting point for the conversation with your child well that monument is about uh first of all unity as a people of christ even though we're all over this promised land we are unified as one one nation of israel and God is our God, and that He brought us safely across the Jordan to move into His land. It was to open that conversation up. And these conversations were either not happening, or they were happening, but this generation is a bit more apathetic and going, well, okay, so what what does your faith really mean to me? I've got my land, Mm -hmm. and so I'm good. Maybe? I don't know. But to me, it, it really sets the tone for us today for life application Uh are we telling our children the stories and not just me as their mom my son and my husband telling our son but where else is he hearing it from yeah you know i bring him to church every sunday i don't expect the church to raise my son i have a responsibility as well to teach him about god but we've talked before it, it, we know it takes a village yeah. to to raise our children. It's it's part of many reasons why we're at church on Sunday, but it's also part of the reason <clears> why we do um, that. Mini- the ministry called Faith Friends, which uh, in the age of COVID has had to be on pause, but it's it's extremely important because it pairs a young child with a, a with a senior adult, and the whole goal. Is to build a relationship so that there is conversation between a child and a two generations ahead of them mm-hmm. about faith, yeah. about God. Mm-hmm. We've got to be pouring into our children mm-hmm. and our children's children. And when we take think about when a child is baptized in the church, and how there is that um, that calling on the congregation to help raise this child up and tell them about God we have to take that seriously because mm-hmm. talk about having a generation that doesn't really know yeah uh, our whole country is struggling right now because they do not know mm-hmm. yeah. not really
1: yeah
2: and it's a it's a it's hard to take that upon ourselves that it's my job not just to tell my son about god but to to speak about god to your kids mm-hmm. and your kids yeah. and mm-hmm. and it, any other kid I come across you know I I have taught children Sunday school I'll confess I didn't really like it
0: but it's not for everybody it's not for
2: everybody but it's for some mm-hmm. and we have a duty to not just tell our kids and our grandkids but any kid who walks into our life about the love of God mm-hmm. and what
1: he's done mm-hmm. for us yeah. and I, I want to add you alluded to this element but I think in an element that we need to make sure we clarify is that telling a story mm-hmm. and being passionate about the story mm-hmm. are two different things yeah i can tell a story that have no connection to right. and mm-hmm. i can tell you the story and i can tell it good mm-hmm. but it's the relationship and the passion that i have connected to it that actually makes it stick and yeah. makes a difference mm-hmm. my kids know when they're looking at me and i'm looking at my screen then i'm not listening Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like they they know if I'm not involved in it, if it doesn't connect with me and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. they they're not dumb. So they could tell mm-hmm. if I tell them a story about something but I'm not connected to it. Yeah. But but when I am passionate about it, when it means something to me, mm-hmm. it then means something to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the added element is yes, we need We need to be surrounded by community. It takes a village. You need to be surrounded by a community that is also passionate. The reason that I'm so committed to my small group is because I know that we're a group of people who are screwing up all the time, but we're, excuse me, but we are passionate about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, then when I put my kids around these people, Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that— if my kids ask them a question about God, mm-hmm. they're going to passionately talk about yeah. God with mm-hmm. my kids. Yeah. And they're going to uphold, as as best they can, just like as best as I can, mm-hmm. the, the things that God is asking us to do and be as mm-hmm. Christ followers. Mm-hmm. And they will have tons of examples. So, when it comes to judges, you have to ask the question of did the generation not know them because maybe they knew the story, but the generation before didn't really care about the story. And so then it was so easy Mm -hmm. to then say, well, that story doesn't apply to me. There's, that's not very interesting. I mean, my mom doesn't care about God. Why should I care about God? I mean, she talks about him and she goes (laughs) to church, but I mean, the rest of the week, she didn't read a Bible. I've never seen her do that. I've never seen her pray. I've never seen her, anything yeah, you know so I'm going to go do whatever I want yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and it's it's not going to stick so I'm going to do evil yeah in the eyes of God Mm -hmm. and the next portion of what happens within judges after that statement in verse 11 of chapter 2 is when you read further down in verse 21 um, the Lord declares to the people I'm not going to Drive out the rest of the nations. Yeah, like uh, you're gonna have to take care of it yourself. Yeah. I've removed my hand from you because you don't want it. Yeah. right. You don't want me. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like God had had decided that okay, I've had this hedge of protection around you <laughs> up mm-hmm. to this point. Now, I'm gonna open it up. Yeah, you because know?
1: we have free will to choose him or not choose yeah. him. And uh-huh. the, and and during the time of judges, the people continuously don't choose him they they choose him when they need him enough yeah right and he comes through. Yeah. That's when the judges are raised up. This yeah. more military kind of leader thing that, uh, and and he raises someone up who is charismatic and mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. and they lead them into battle and they direct them to God and they have the opportunity again to see God's mercy and grace mm-hmm. because he wins the battle for them. Mm-hmm. He releases them from slavery yeah. and oppression and whatever else. And they're like, oh yeah, great. And then, eh, Uh-huh. Let's go back to doing evil yeah. in yeah. the sight of God. And the cycle continues and continues right. and continues.
0: And for me in this week's reading, one of the stories that for me really stuck out was the, the story of Samson. Mm. Because that, that one is one of those Sunday school stories that I think doesn't ever get told completely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. And... You realize that Samson was kind of an egotistical jerk. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't this bastion (laughs) of character and awesomeness. No. Uh, And I mean, is arrogant. Yeah. So God can even use somebody like that. Yeah. And and because God is faithful.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Most huh? every judge had a flaw. I don't oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I th- our very first one, uh, Othniel, I think maybe we don't get enough about him, so I think mm-hmm. he's okay. But from there on... Deborah. Um, Deborah's got flaws. Gideon's uh-huh. got flaws. Gideon, boy, Gideon. he starts well, but man, he crashes and burns right there at the de- end. It's Gideon is
0: maybe one of my favorite judges, and it's really just because he's like, All right, all right, thanks. Thanks for for proving it. Okay, no, just one more thing. Just yeah. one more thing. Can <laughs> yeah. you know, dude, I just I want to make really sure. You know, it's like I think about myself when I'm playing video games and I'm constantly saving on these levels because I know I'm about to die. You know, mm-hmm. Gideon's sure. kind of <laughs> like that. He he wants that save point just before the big thing to make sure that yeah. he's going to be okay. Uh uh-huh, you
2: know? so, uh-huh. Like <laughs> dude, absolutely just, sure.
0: Just jump into it, man. Yeah. And uh, of course, we say that <clears throat> hindsight is. Oh, I don't want to say that right now. But, uh, uh,
1: hindsight is hindsight. Hindsight <laughs> is hindsight. Yeah, you
0: have a clear view of uh, what's, what's in, in the, the past. That's right. Know. Let's put it. Yeah, let's put it that way. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we can look at these judges and say, "Oh, why didn't he just trust God?" Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times are we in Gideon's yeah. shoes? How many times are we in Samson's shoes when mm-hmm. when God has promised something to us and maybe we we feel like we have to test god a little bit extra to make yeah. sure that we heard him right yeah. or to to make sure or or to maybe toy with people mm-hmm. uh, with whatever i don't know yeah. so so
1: because we have to talk about it cuz it is one of my favorite books the contrast <laughs> is uh-huh. of judges is this little book that comes right after it yeah. the book of ruth mm. Because here we have in Judges just all this very blatant turning against God. The the foundation, it seems, maybe, for the people was never truly laid about who God is for them and how much he loves them and his power and might, even though they've kind of experienced it. And you turn the page from Judges into this little story of Ruth yeah. and you find a guy named Boaz, uh-huh. who is in eventually is in the line of Jesus, but it his line largely starts with this woman Rahab, who is a Canaanite woman who mm-hmm. chose God, mm-hmm. and apparently has has raised him with this foundation, yeah. and he. And in, in the book of Ruth is set in the time of Judges. Yeah. Yeah. So in all of this mm-hmm. dark time, there's this one little story of mm-hmm. this one man in this little family mm-hmm. in Bethlehem yeah. yeah. who has integrity, who loves God, who knows um, the law of God and mm-hmm. is really trying to live it in the best of ways. And along comes Ruth and Naomi yeah. and he protects them, and he cares for them, and then in the end, he he grafts them in mm-hmm. to his family, and he becomes what is known as a kinsman redeemer, which is what Jesus is. So, he sets the stage for us to mm-hmm. understand more of Jesus' okay. role in our lives. But this one guy is the contrast of all of these, of all of the people mm-hmm. of God yeah. at this time. Yeah. Faithful, true, integrity, care, um, and, and sees the poor and loves them and has to love God and know God and is, is doing yeah. that because even it says in the time, in this time uh, that Boaz has, he's like rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. He has fields and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you read Judges, the, the people of God are struggling. Yeah. There's famines. There's a darkness. Mm-hmm. They are oppressed. And yet, in this little town of Bethlehem with this guy named Boaz, he's rich.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it is very clear that he's also very well respected because uh-huh. all of oh, the, yeah. when he says, hey, do this thing to his workers— they obey. Yeah. Yep. And so he's he's like the man about town. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's why uh, that's why that story is nestled right there. Yeah. Sure. Be- and I think that's why we are asked to read that at the <clears throat> end of this this mm-hmm. week of readings because we need to see the contrast of what happens when one is faithful. The yeah. difference of what can happen in the midst of a lot of darkness if if you choose. To follow God mm-hmm. and to um, and to do as he asks and to see him for who he is. you will be unique and different. Mm-hmm. And I bet it was hard for Boaz. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. little town of Bethlehem that he is caring for essentially. Yeah. Um, but but he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's a you know, take the time and read that book because it is yeah. Yeah. one and, of my absolute yeah, favorites. Ruth is a
0: it's a short book. It's only four chapters, and it really is easy. It's an easy read. It is.
1: That day is uh, going to
2: sound like a lot, but it moves pretty quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it and, and that Ruth comes. Judges closes out with the worst of the worst, and yeah. we don't. And then we're not assigned to read that in E one hundred. Someday you should, because that extra credit. It, it's yeah, mm-hmm. extra credit. It's chap Judges chapter nineteen and twenty and then there's one more chapter after that, it, it'll turn your stomach. The, yep. the things the people of God were doing yep. will yeah. turn your stomach. You will, you will be sad, ashamed, mm-hmm. disgusted. It's awful. And, and we, we trace it back to them just not knowing God. Mm-hmm. They don't, not really. Mm-hmm. And just your stomach is turned and then you've turned a page and you get in the midst of all this devastation and heartache over God's people, you get this glorious story, mm-hmm. and and when times are tough, that's the kind of stuff you got to look for and cling to. Yeah, mm-hmm. is there is good? There's mm-hmm. good out there. There are yeah. good people who are watching out for their family and friends, and and people they don't know, the sojourner in their land, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I also think it's it's important to note Ruth in this story mm-hmm. is. Not an Israelite.
1: Oh, yeah. she's, a Moabite, she's a Moabite, which a Moabite were hated woman. by the Israelites yeah. at that and, time.
0: And so now we <clears throat> we not only have Rahab, a Canaanite, Canaanite woman, mm-hmm. who is you know one of the first of Jesus's lineage mm-hmm. when it's described to us. Mm-hmm. We now have a Moabite woman mm-hmm. who is also inserted into Jesus's lineage, mm-hmm. and I I think that just further illustrates that <laughs> God's plan was never for just one small group yeah. of people. He, he took every step possible mm-hmm. to include as many people, groups, as possible mm-hmm. and to extend his promise to the whole world. And that never fully came to fruition until Jesus Right. Uh, Because, yes, the rest of our Old Testament readings, we're going to see lots of uh, very, you know, nation of Israel things. We've Mm -hmm. got kings, prophets, and priests that are, you know, political Mm -hmm. things. But but here in this one nice little story, Ruth, Mm -hmm. coming from the Moabites and Boaz being traced to a Canaanite woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And knowing that that eventually leads us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bringing, a, gathering all of the tribes, all of the nations mm-hmm. of the world mm-hmm. together.
1: Yes. Well, it brings us to David first because mm-hmm. David is the grandson yes. of Boaz and Ruth. Huh. And David is the, the only king that really unites. Yep. The, the nations. Mm-hmm. He is the most successful king in biblical history who and well i you know i'm sure we'll talk about this yeah. later when we get to that point but that's
0: next week okay
1: um, yeah, good um but he is the only king that actually unites the 12 tribes makes us a strong nation and really moves the people of god in the direction of the intent of who they were to be which was to be the light of yeah. god mm-hmm. to all of the nations yeah. and then unfortunately it crumbles after that yeah. one one generation and one, mm. <laughs> one man in one nation. It yeah. just seems like we're the people of God are kind of like always on the cusp. Yeah. And then fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's like
0: Solomon. Know, I'm no jumping ahead. Solomon <laughs> after David. He's like, man, yeah. he starts
1: out so good. And then. Man, talk about a flame. What happens? Brown. You'll yeah. find out in
0: a couple of weeks. That's
1: right. That's Fresh right. And burn. <laughs> so. So. Which one are you? And who are you? who are you being in that, you know, are you, are you uh, really honestly, are you living as an Israelite in the time of judges? Are you living as Boaz Uh in the time of judges? Uh, What are you, um, what are you teaching those around you who are watching? Mm -hmm. What are you saying to them about your relationship Mm -hmm. and your understanding of God? Yeah. Um, and are you in a community that's going to help hold you accountable to those foundational things, mm-hmm. to push you up and hold you up and encourage you and and help you mm-hmm. raise your kids or you know whatever else like we need that yeah we need we do more. need it yeah mm-hmm. pointing people to God
0: mm-hmm. so I'm sure you all have lots of questions out there send us an email ask at gmail and we will add those questions to our list for our next panel discussion. For this week, we have covered Judges and Ruth. Next week, we have Chris and Doug together. It's going to be a big day.
2: I'm going to sit in the background on that one. All right.
0: (laughs) Uh, And we're going to talk about Samuel, which is going to be King Saul, David and Goliath, David and Saul, King David. So it's going to be an interesting read next week as well so I'm looking forward to that uh, go ahead and leave us a comment like the, the podcast recommend us to your friends if you know other people who are following along in E100 go ahead and tell them to listen and join the podcast join the discussion Find us at Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those places. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Watch (laughs) us on YouTube if you have not already. If you prefer to watch, we're on YouTube. You get to look at our not always smiling faces. (laughs) Uh, But at that, I'll leave y'all, and we will see y'all next week.